a meteor hits windows and the absolute best value I've ever seen for an Xbox Series S. Happy, happy Friday, friends. It is December 15th. We are, we are halfway through the month of December. The holidays are happening. There's Hanukkah going on. We got Christmas coming up. We got New Year's. We got a lot of other stuff in between. Hopefully you had, uh, hopefully you had a wonderful week. That I, I'm, hopefully you had a great week. There was a lot, there was a lot-ish going on. Like there was some, the Intel stuff was pretty cataclysmic. Uh, and also there's a crazy good deal on the Xbox Series S, at least for those of us who live in the United States. So let's just dive in. Wait no time uh yeah and here we are let's jump into the tech news so it is the second half technically now of december things are slowing down that doesn't mean there isn't interesting stuff to talk about microsoft actually seized a cyber group they call storm 1152 that created i'm not joking here 750 million 750 million fraudulent microsoft accounts that were used for various things friends that's a lot of accounts which really like there's two sides of this it's like one microsoft good job like right you, you ended this whatever this criminal group or whatever was going on what i i don't know exactly what they were doing with all 750 million accounts clearly they're making money somehow or running troll farms or something like that which is wonderful good job this internet's a little bit better of a place on the other side it's how did you let them create 750 million accounts? Clearly, that wasn't some guy logging in, or girl, I should say, logging in, creating an account, verifying your email, and clicking yes. Like, it had to have been systematic and automated, which is like, why and how? And maybe that's how they uncovered this group, is they found the flaw and then realized who was abusing it, and then there you go, and so bada-bing, bada-boom. So anyways, you know, 750 million Microsoft accounts now been uh pretty much nuked so there you go uh this is like this stuff is super interesting to me and so if you don't care about large language models then maybe this isn't interesting to you but there's a new windows ai studio I, i'm fascinated by these models uh chat gpt is super interesting the mid-journey stuff but what i'm super interested in is about the the condensing of these models literally to run locally right it's cool that hey chat gpt runs in the cloud it's big it's expensive i mean expensive is in relative terms right it's cost the end user 20 dollars a month but but um, that's not the point here. The, the, the natural evolution of technology is, right, you have these big, awesome things that require massive data centers, and then they get shrunk down to be able to run on device. And, like, that's where we're starting to see these things happening. We are far from saying large language models are mature. We are in the very infant, infant stages, early stages of this kind of stuff. Uh, especially, you know, when you look at the timeline of, like, history, <laughs> it's going to be, like, these are, we're day zero still, effectively. But Microsoft has this new AI Studio plugin that is helping users run this stuff more efficient and better and local. And uh, it's fun to play around with. I have not, I've been using some of the Llama stuff, trying to get it run locally, but my machine is a peasant potato for AI workloads at the end of the day. And so uh, I'm curious to see if this Windows AI Studio makes it easier for somebody like myself to start playing around with these things and, and get up to speed. So uh, you, can, you can go find that. The other thing that ties really nicely into Windows AI Studio is Intel sort of in in the Windows language we, we use an out of band sort of update uh, announced Meteor Lake with NPU uh, I think they call it AI Boost which is such a such a uh, like <laughs> such a boomer name <laughs> it's the only way I could think of it as a millennial Gen Z probably would call it like S tier uh, when it comes to terrible names or F tier I don't even know I, I'm not up on my Gen Z uh, tier listing but like whatever 
This is going off on a weird tangent. Anyways, Meteor Lake with AI Boost. And AI Boost is an NPU, or neural processing unit, that really kind of ties into what I just talked about with this Windows AI Studio. These devices are now actually available already. Intel is not doing a classic desktop release of this, right? So the 14th gen chip that we heard about, I like what, a month ago, two months ago, whatever that was from Intel, is really just going to be kind of like the outlier kid who just like exists to only exist to fill a roadmap because they're not going to, they're, they're skipping bringing the NPU to the desktop in favor of the mobile devices, their laptops, which honestly, I understand. That is where the higher volumes are. Intel wants to get this into as many devices as fast as possible. And desktop chips just aren't, aren't the volume market that they used to be. Laptops sell in much higher volume. So it's like, hey, we're going to put more of our effort into getting these things into laptops, which just makes sense at the end of the day. Um, now, next year, the desktop stuff will contain an NPU and will land uh, ahead of the laptop. But yeah, there, I don't believe there's going to be a Meteor Lake, quote unquote, desktop as we see it on the laptops. But anyways, the NPU stuff is super cool, right? It does this large language model stuff uh, or learning models or whatever they're called. Um, it does, it does all that AI functionality. And what's interesting about this is now we have this Windows AI Studio. We have this chips. That, you know what we're missing? You know what we're missing, friends, that really would take advantage of all this stuff? And oh, us. Like, <laughs> where's Windows 12, if that's what it's going to be called? And so this is kind of like all dovetails together this week of... Microsoft is in a bit of a pickle and the pickle is what like we know a version a, a big update is coming for Windows and it's likely landing in June that is a known quantity that we believe is happening right we, we've heard it from we've heard it from multiple different sources vendors and outsiders and insiders all alike it doesn't really matter some sort of updates coming in June the big question is what are they going to call it because on one hand Windows 12 makes a lot of sense, right? Windows 11 is whatever, and then Windows 12 is the AI release. This is our first release with AI. However, the consumer expectation is like when there's a new big chunky number update like this, it should be what? It should have a new interface. We're not really sure we're going to see a new interface. That That is sort of an unknown quantity. Yes, we saw those next value screenshots that were very aggressive by like putting the system tray up top, putting this pervasive search bar up at the top. We don't know if that's actually going to happen, right? That, that is an unknown quantity. If they do do that, then maybe Windows 12 makes sense. But Microsoft really wants to put the focus on the AI, right? They want this to be the AI OS. That is, that's a, that's a mouthful. But that is, that is the objective that Microsoft is trying to chase. Which becomes real interesting here because Microsoft has this other little problem called Windows 10. Windows 10, as we now know, is going to get extended support updates or ESUs. And it's also, for the first time, I believe, to my knowledge, going to be allowed for consumers. Like, if you're a consumer, you can pay for this stuff. You can continue to run Windows 10 until the sun explodes or they stop offering ESUs. Microsoft has acknowledged that is happening. So if Microsoft does call it Windows 12, they are very likely going to have 10, 11, and 12 in market for multiple years. And it's really, if you go back to the early days of Android, we refer to this as fragmentation and Microsoft is trying to avoid that headline they don't want to say Windows is fragmented Microsoft really is doing weird things we've never seen this before you've got tons of people on 10 billion users I think as of right now on 10 you've got 400 million on Windows 11 and like the narrative that could come out is like nobody's updating nobody wants Microsoft's new stuff but however we know what the real reason is and it's the TPM chip and I friends think that this might have been a huge mistake on Microsoft's part not 
not enforcing TPM, but enforcing TPM on home users. What they should have done is they should have made it that TPM was only required for pro and enterprise customers. By eliminating home, yes, Microsoft, somebody could be accused and be like, you don't care about home users with security. It's like, that's not true because they already on Windows 10 don't have a TPM chip. A TPM is likely most beneficial to people who are going to get hacked, which are people who are running pro and enterprise versions of Windows. But because Microsoft has already made their bed and they have to lay in it, they are locking people on Windows 10 to 10 for effectively ever. And so Microsoft doesn't quite know, I don't believe internally yet, if they're going to call it 12 or something like 11.1. However, calling it 11.1 has its own bad headlines because the headlines will be Microsoft copies Mac OS with new naming scheme, right? We all know OS X or Mac OS was Mac OS and then it was a dot number. They did that for years. They continue the effectively, at least through their documentation, go through that route. And Microsoft might be going that route. We might see an 11.1, or maybe they call it 11.2, or maybe 11.5. I don't really know. We have heard already that Microsoft is really likely, according to uh, what was it, Zach's leak, looking at finally realistic, super serious this time, actually going to one-year release updates, for, or one big update per year, which would align to that 11. Dot whatever model, but do they call it dot one? Do they call it dot two? Do they call it dot three, dot four? I don't really know, but they're thankfully going to be getting away from what version of Windows you're running. I'm running Windows 11 22H3 or <laughs> 23H2 with an enablement package. Like they're finally going to be getting away from that. Thank goodness, because that is such a dumpster fire and classic Microsoft way of doing this. But the question becomes, is what they release in June, Windows 12 or Windows 11 dot something? We'll find out. They'll probably do something insane. They'll call it like Windows 11.ai, and then we'll all just roll our eyes massively. But either way, the NPUs are coming. There's nothing you can do about it. I actually think that this one has merit. was never really on the blockchain bandwagon, but this stuff is valuable and tangible, and be on the lookout for my friends. So, over to the gaming news. Uh... <laughs> The gaming is Microsoft is bringing xCloud gaming to MetaQuest headsets. So if you've got the MetaQuest, you can now access to, uh, you'll be getting access here in the very near future uh, to Xbox Cloud Gaming. Little surprise here at all is that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 was the best-selling video game in the U.S. in November of 2023. Shocking 0.0% of people, but I shall now remind you that is an Xbox Studio title. So Xbox Studios now has the best-selling video game in the U.S. in November of 2023. That is a thing. Also, if you are looking to pick up an Xbox console, this is without a doubt easily the best deal I have, I think, ever seen for a device. So if you belong to Costco, you have to do it in person. It looks like they have a deal for $149 dues. You can get an Xbox Series S. That is not all of That's why this is such a good deal. You also get the Xbox uh, headset as well. 150 bucks for a Series S and a headset. So this is like a killer deal for parents. Maybe throw in some Game Pass because not only can you get your kid a console, you can get them a headset so you don't have to hear them play their games either. It's a, it's a like 150 bucks. That is, that is like, it reminds me of like PS2 style crazy deals to get those things moving. So uh, there you go. That really wraps up like the bigger news. Let's dive into the questions of the week, which I always uh, tweet, zeet, whatever you call it, out uh, on Twitter, BD Sam's on thread at BD Sam's, exact same thing as my YouTube handles. And so let's dive in, my friends, with Rafik offering the first question. He says, Hi, Brad. Microsoft is suffering in selling Xbox consoles in Europe these last months. Why is that? 
especially when they had a great year in releasing games and that they're not aggressively cutting the console prices as they are in the US and the marketing is almost inexistent here. I'm not, okay, I am full transparency. I'm not as familiar with the specifics of the sale through uh, quantities in Europe. However, Microsoft did just do some bigger bang uh, marketing efforts. I know uh, Josh, I think it's Muncie uh, on Twitter was tweeting all this stuff out. About, but they were primarily in their bigger targets like London. Uh, they had a bunch of advertisements. I don't know. I one of the things you got to remember too is like you look at the deal that Costco has for 150 bucks. Microsoft is struggling to cut pricing in any meaningful way on the higher end SKUs, which is what a lot of people want. And so uh, I I don't have a great answer for this one, but um, something to keep an eye on for sure. Maybe I'll dig into that because times are going to be a little bit slower here. Mr. PKI coming in says, Hi Brad, are you still playing Modern Warfare 3? I am almost done with the campaign and I admit it was a little challenging and that is a good thing, he says with a question. Did you find it easy or do you always play in extreme mode? No, I play in absolute opposite of extreme mode. I played that in uh, pretty much the easiest setting possible. Like I used to be like, you got to do it in hardcore. You got to do it all the way through and you got to grind it out, right? That's that's what they would want. That's how you show your patriot. So I played it on the easiest level. I walked through it. I kind of just wanted to see the storyline and everything else. Um, it was short and, and obviously saying that, hey, it's on the easiest setting. It's short that you get what you you, you, you play paid for, I guess, effectively, even though I, I selected the setting. Um, I am, I'm not still playing the campaign. I completed the campaign. I still play, I, I, Warzone is now updated with the new mechanics. So I've been playing that a bit. I've played the multiplayer quite a bit and I will continue to play it. It was by far my most played game uh, in 2023, followed by Age of Empires. Age of Empires was really creeping up on my Call of Duty time. So Age of Empires 2, that is. I really like Age of Empires 2. Age of Empires 2 is like my mellow out game. I don't even play it online. I just go play skirmishes on uh, hard or very hard settings. And um, yeah, I just kind of, that that's my kind of sit down on the couch and have a good time. But yeah, definitely still in playing. Bermuda, Bermuda Cap. There we go. I was going to call it Bermuda Cap, but Bermuda Cap. Long time watcher, first time questioner. Welcome to the podcast, Bermuda Cap. Uh, Halo CE Anniversary Edition on the 360 had 3D. With Game Pass now on Quest, is there any hope we will be able to play this in 3D on the Quest? So here's the reason why it doesn't have 3D basically other than where it launched. So I believe it's running in a virtualized environment. And when they did that virtualization environment, one of the things that got cut is the 3D stuff. So the big question becomes, and I think I already know the answer to this without even looking into it, is could you do it in 3D on the Quest? Well, the answer is going to completely boil down to are they running it in a virtualized environment, which I can almost certainly say is going to be a yes, because it's much easier to port something that's already in a virtualized container over to another platform when it's in a virtualized container than trying to do some sort of native port. So I would be not holding my breath too long trying to expect that to happen. Sydney2K dropping in says, Happy Hanukkah, Brad. Happy Hanukkah to you, Sydney2K. Recently, Xbox put out two customized Xbox Series X consoles, one with the Wonka Series X based on the new movie and the other with the Bluey Series, which, by the way, Microsoft, Microsoft would absolutely clean house if they put a Bluey Xbox Series X or S console at Target. It would clean up. Now, somebody's going to be like, Brad, why don't they do this? They clearly did the one-off. The reasoning is... IP and licensing rights. Microsoft could not just put a bluey console, but then you're like saying, Brad, 
they should. They should pay for that licensing. An Xbox Series S with the Bluey's face on it would be a home run in any basically kid's household who's aged like three to eight. It would be a huge hit. And so maybe Microsoft will do that. Um, it's a missed opportunity. But anyways, he says, if Xbox asked you what customized Xbox console would you have created? I have two things that come into mind. One of them already exists. I'm a huge Porsche fan. I love Porsches. My dream car is either a 911 Turbo S or a 911 GT3, uh, one of those two. Not the RS. The RS is cool. The GT3 RS is a really cool car. Actually, if you want to say my ultimate dream car, it would probably be the, what is it, the 918 Spider. Uh, the Carrera GT is also way up on that list. Anyways, um, but the, <laughs> way off on a tangent. I would, the Xbox Series X with the Porsche and the Martini livery that they did a giveaway for, that, that is the one that I want. I, there's no way I can ever get, you have to win it, so I can't buy that. If I could design one myself, it would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Give me the Bengals. Uh, give me a Bengals, give me an NFL, give me an NFL Bengals one, and I would absolutely be all over that. And then says... Mr. PKI wrapping up with a double dose of questions this week. He says, it seems like a wave of new games are coming into Game Pass, but they are all deserve some, but do the, oh, but do any of them deserve serious attention? Um, I don't know. I, I actually, candidly, I don't know. I haven't played, like, trying to decide what deserves serious attention is such a personal question. The thing is, is they're going to get a lot more attention just because they're in Game Pass. Actually, there were some developers talking very highly of Game Pass recently just because it can help boost their numbers, right? Depending on your type of game and what your game plans are, getting into Game Pass is very much proven to be an economic lever for certain developers. Here's what I mean, because someone's going to say like, well, of course, Microsoft pays them to be in Game Pass. That's one economic lever, but one of the other interesting studies that I've seen that has come out is let's say you're a developer and your game is two years old and you're going to put it into Game Pass because you know... Uh, in six months, you're going to have a DLC that really amps things up. It really brings people back in and adds new flavors and content. Throw it into Game Pass. Get some little dollars from Microsoft. Yes, you're going to be sacrificing some potential sales. But then once it comes out of Game Pass, you drop the DLC and suddenly you've had a marketing exposure to an untold number of people. Yes, to Mr. PKI's point, not everybody's going to be playing them. But if you think of it more of an advertising vehicle to get your name brand in front of people, because, hey, a tweet from Xbox that has your game logo on it is of value so something to something to see there so anyways my friends that wraps it up that wraps it up for this week you know another interesting week another fun week another good week it's it's december it's calming down here a little bit hopefully happy hanukkah to all those uh happy upcoming christmas and new year's to everybody else whatever i don't just hopefully you guys had a good week i'll catch all of you right back here next time <laughs>